Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. But now, we've got one of the real big dogs in the trenches from Panthers lore. I'm talking about pro bowler, big man in the middle of that defensive line for the Panthers for many, many years. K1 Short, Purdue's finest <laughs> on the line with the Weston Walker Show. What's going on, KK? Not much, not much, man. That introduction was, was all right with me, man. All right, man. Hey, listen, let's get it going. So the Panthers have made a lot of coaching additions this year. Ezra Evero was brought in, one of the highly touted defensive coordinators in the league. D'Angelo Hall was brought in, Deuce Staley, Frank Reich. I mean, you name it, the Panthers have put together an all-star coaching staff. From your vantage point, what has that meant to you as an ex-player? And then talk about what that could do potentially for this locker room to have such an experience and kind of, for lack of a better term, all-star type of coaching staff. Man, I think that stuff that they're putting together is awesome. Um, you, you would want to play for those type of guys that, you know, the resume is big, but also who played the game. Um, and it's just going to bring more excitement to, to the city of Charlotte. And I'm just excited to see, you know, what happens going on here on out. Now, KK, first order of business for this team would be to go out and find a quarterback. We know there are so many quarterback-hungry teams out there. Now, you, let's put you in the locker room right now. As a veteran player, (laughs) would you want them to go out and get a guy like a Derek Carr? Or if Lamar Jackson becomes available, would you want something like that? Or would you be cool with them going out into the draft, getting an Anthony Richardson or a C.J. Stroud or one of those guys? Uh, That's tough. I mean, I'm I'm no – you know, offensive guru, but you know, if it if it makes sense, it makes sense. And just to see where, you know, where these guys is at and what the cap space is, what it is to go get either Carr or Lamar or to bump up and go get, you know, one of those guys in the draft. Um, it just all depends on what type of offense you're running and what what type of guys you have. I mean, you can have the best receivers but it won't mess with, you know, any quarterback. So I just think you they got to evaluate and I'm pretty sure they are to take their time and realize, um, who they have and who they're trying to get as far as the offensive weapons to, you know, coexist with uh, one of the quarterbacks that's out there that, you know, that we need. And it, it's got to be right now um, so just, you know, as a new head coach trying to get, you know, just not even win the fans, but just, just win in general. So whoever you got to go get, I mean, the time to win is now. So, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens. Okay, okay, we can't let you off the, the fence that easy because you definitely rode the fence. We want to know, KK the veteran, 99 in that locker room, do you want a vet or would you be okay with a rookie? Which one do you want? You got to pick one. I mean, I would go Lamar. He's young still. I mean, he's agile. He can throw it. He can run it. He can, he can create, you know, opportunities. So, you know, that was one of the guys that, you know, I still watch to this day and, you know, I mind his game. So, I think Lamar would be, you know, a great fit, but, you know, 
that's that's not my decision to make. <laughs> I'm a little bit nicer than Wes. I'll let you off the hook. I won't hold you <laughs> to uh, going one direction or another. It's KK Short, Kwan Short, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I wanted to get to the coaching decision once again, KK, because I know you publicly went out for Steve Wilkes and, and acknowledged that you would like him to get that job with the Carolina Panthers. And I know a lot of people, especially in that Super Bowl run, a lot of the players really advocated for Steve Wilkes to get the head coaching job. And so while you praise the coaching staff, it, it looks like an all-star staff that they have over there. How disappointed were you at least at first that Steve Wilkes would not be the HC here? I wouldn't say disappointed. I was just, I, I don't know. I think I would probably say more of a disbelief. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't understand. You know, I said, it's not my job, not my team to, to figure out the criteria of what they're looking for. But I mean, if it came down to anything, only thing, I would say that, you know, gave the new guy um, the advantage was just being offensive-minded. I mean, Steve Wilkes is just an awesome guy playing for him for six years and going from DB coach to, to um, D.C. Uh, I just knew what, what he would bring and how excited he would, you know, be to have that job. And uh, from the looks of it, I mean, just all the guys who played for him as well, you know, he had the same – agreement with me so i'm not saying that i disagree with what they got going on but i just know the guy that i played for and what he would bring to the table k1 short joining us on the body works plus guest hotline kk i kind of wanted to talk to you about the end of your career you know you suffered two injuries at the end you played in 2019 and 2020 your last game was against atl in 2020 and it was kind of an abrupt end at least for Panthers fans accounts right because you were such a dominant player for us in interior wise and then in 2020 that would be the last game I don't know if fans really expected that at what point did you start to worry that the end was near uh you know it's crazy um I still haven't talked about this to this day but um I think that after the first show that surgery um, I just had, you know, just had mixed messages about um, what was next and, you know, saying how the career was going to go from there. I mean, yeah, I was fortunate to not have a injury from the years I've been playing since, you know, middle school and all that. So, you know, I was grateful for that. And, and it just came at the wrong time. I mean, year seven, um, not knowing what was next. I know, I mean, just trying to trying to revamp my my you know my, my, not say my career but just trying to revamp myself and and just do better as far as being an older guy on the team um, and just showing the young guys the way. So as far as like just having that first surgery, it kind of you know kind of knocked myself down as far as like you know when when Derek Brown and all those guys came in and then that that following year as well, year eight um, came back and you know just had a little nicks and necks and. and trigger down from the ankle all the way up to you know to the right side of the shoulder so you know that was that was more devastating for me because I mean never been through that type of you know injury in my career and now I'm just trying to adjust to you know be a better I guess person to say you know things happen I just gotta figure it out you know well, yeah, I mean, KK, not to pry, it just sounds like it was really hard, and I can imagine why, right? Like five games the last two years, as you mentioned, and were you starting to get somewhat of a downward feeling on your playing career because of the information you were getting from doctors that were evaluating you? Just It, it did seem to happen so abrupt, and, and did it happen kind of abrupt in your eyes? Uh, 
Uh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, Dr. Connor did my shoulder, and he was like, man, it's, it's slim to none that you would do the other shoulder. And, you know, that would gave me the confidence to go back out there and, and you know, and try to, you know, be more, be dominant the next year. Um, I mean, at first, it was a rotator cuff, so, like, I didn't know how, I mean, like, when I say literally have to sleep in a lazy boy for a couple months, have to sit up, um, I couldn't even sleep most of the days. And just trying to, you know, just trying to work myself and have the mindset and the accountability to, to get back out there and, and not think about this happening again. And, you know, it's six to eight month process, but more like a year. And I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel great coming into the season. And like I said, it's just the little things that, that you start to worry about. Like, all right, my foot, then it's my ankle, then it's, you know, the calf, Achilles. Like, it was literally like a domino effect just going up, up, up. And then next thing you know, it was my shoulder. And once once I hit Matt Ryan in that last game, I, I knew what it was, exactly what it was. And I think I the mindset right there quick to just say, like, all right, you know, you attack this, we, we have surgery, and we, we figure out what's next. And we just, you know, take it one day at a time. KK, looking over this defense, we talked about Israel Evero coming in, and he's known as a odd front guy, but also can run multiple fronts. But when you look at his defense at its, at its core, this is a 3-4 defense that he will run primarily. And you were uh, a three technique on that Panthers defense and talking about Derrick Brown. If they do go to that 3-4, do you see Brown more as a nose guard in that defense, or do you feel like he would be better suited as a five technique? Like, what do you see for the future of a guy who played the same position as you switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4? Uh, it's interesting. I think Derek can do both. Um, I think he's agile and he's, he's quick and he can, he can set the edge at a five and, you know, um, he can, he can play the zero. He can play the one, the shade. Uh, it's all up to him though. It's, it's, it's what he determines that he want to do. Um, just seeing a lot of the plays that he made last year and just how unbelievable, you know, quick and, and decisive he is. And, and as a three-tech, as a nose, as a one, that's what it's about, that first step and being decisive of, of your move. And as far as he can move, he can move outside, he can move inside. And, and it's just the fact that, that he's just got to believe it. And then talk about for people out there the differences between uh, those two fronts. And I believe for most of your career, you were a 4-3 guy. I'm sure sometimes they might have gone to some odd fronts and you played in it. And you can tell us kind of a few of the major differences between the two and which one you like to play in the most. I'm definitely a 4-3 guy. Let me put that out there right now. (laughs) Um, I I, I I love the three. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the three is – you know, what Coach Washington, the guy that coached for Carolina, used to tell us is the the three tech is the engine of the Rolls Royce. And with that being said, I mean it's that 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 would get everything going. And for you to be able to play the three and be dominant and play however snaps you play is is what you know what determines a good defensive line. And as a one and a three, you just got to be disruptive, uh, create a new line of scrimmage. Which does that mean is getting knocked back? And as a three, as a as a three front, three four, man, it's it's literally sometimes you, you two gapping. Whether you play in a zero, um, you over the center, you got left a gap, right a gap. And as the DNs, they got really outside contained. And if it's a pass, you kind of you kind of can make your way as long as you keep the quarterback contained. And then as a four three, man, everybody got to work together. Um, that three really is the engine that drive it, but the DNs need to. 
you know, actually create a step up lane for the nose and the and the three. So I mean, they all go hand in hand. But I think three four is just you know you complement each other well, and uh, you just trusting the guys um, to do their job. See, basically, what he's saying is that the three technique gets the bag. All right. <laughs> That's basically what he just said. You I, get the I, bag at the three technique. I would say I'd play uh, three technique, but I'd get destroyed and I would not get the bag. That's exactly what would happen with me. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take that DN money, though. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I guess that is true. Yeah, you could take the DN money. It's Kwan Short joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You know, Kwan, just a couple of the answers that you had earlier. It, it seemed like you really kind of wanted to embrace a mentorship role. And, and you talked about just kind of embracing the community as well. K1 Short Charities, by the way, hosting the second annual golf tournament Monday, April 24th at TPC Piper Glen. So you can check that out at K1ShortGolf.com. Uh, Just how important has that way of life been for you after your playing career has been done? Uh, it's always been something that I was passionate about, um, and I wasn't able to be hands-on when I was playing as far as you know, having things going on back in home in Indiana um, and some things here during the season. Now that that you know the time has come, I get to be hands on and I get to actually go show face and and actually tell these kids, man, it's everything, anything is possible. Whatever you want to be, not just a you know an athlete, but encouraging those kids to understand that what you see on TV, you know, see us doing, not everybody's going to do. Um, you can be the next, you know, best doctor, the next scientist, as long as you believe it, as long as you trust yourself and trust the process. Uh, to keep going and and, and believing in yourself, it, it, anything can happen. So, you know, the, the charities and all that, like, it's, it's just a good way to um, not only give back, but to show these kids that that what they believe and they dream that they have, it, it can come true as long as you work for it. How's your golf game, K1? Is it all right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we getting there. I'm better than I was last year. I'm better than I was last year. So... I, I, I take the the slow progress than no progress. I think we'll all take that. Well, how about this? How about we go and we video everything, and then we'll see what the swing is like. I'll tell you this: if you were playing against me, you talk about getting the bag. If we had any kind of money on it, you would win <laughs> some money off of me because my progress I've gotten worse. I get worse every year. It seems like. Listen, we just got a crash course in golf charity. There we go. And a full buffet on NFL Trench Talk with KK Short. Man, we appreciate you stopping by, man. We'd love to have you on more. We will see you down the road, my man. No, definitely. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. My number's the same. Call me anytime.